0: My name is Fawn Parrish. Welcome to Story Peer, where we bring you memorable stories from around the world. Welcome to Story Peer. where normally we tell you wonderful, incredible stories from around the world. Uh, today, this is part three of a three-part series on race in America, Where Do We Go From Here? And some of the stories have been hard to hear. We encourage you to listen to the first and second of this conversation. Joining us is E.J. and Holly McGarrah-Carter. They're educators in Ventura County and they're a biracial couple. And Fern Noble, who is Canadian Cree, Native American elder. And we will be discussing practical, doable steps that we can do to move forward together. Join us in the conversation. Michael had just left a private message and said it starts with one one conversation, one action, one commitment. Um, John Dawson has uh, a progression about reconciliation, that it's attraction. I, 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 I was with Holly when she was starting to get attracted to EJ. So that starts with attraction, and then there's courtship, and then there's covenant, and then there's fruitfulness, where we have babies, you know, you're, you're two beautiful children, EJ and Holly are are the fruitfulness equation of this. So how do we move through? How do we get past, you know, T.D. Jake said, I don't need my feet washed one more time. I don't need to be told one more horrific story. How How do we move past rhetoric to attraction, to courtship, to covenant, to fruitfulness together? And uh, E.J., I'm, I'm going to just start with you, like practical steps where we're not, as white people, we're not patronizing. E.J., how, how would you how would you address, how do we move through? You've lived this with Holly in the natural. I'm asking you, how do we do it in the spiritual with one another?
1: Uh, well, um, of course, you know, we pray. You know, that's, that's number one. You <laughs> never stop praying. Um, uh, never stop, never give up hope. Um, knowing that, um, knowing that it, change is, is something that comes from God. Um, yet people, um, I think, I think we just need to be patient with each other, give each other this, this time, um, people are coming to the realization now that there have been injustices. And even though in, in my personal experience and and in the experience of, individuals that have suffered these injustices um, this is something that we've known for a long time and we've been saying for a long time but I feel like right now people are just starting to get it and people are just starting to to be awakened to um, to a a bit of our experience Um, and so with that being said for for those who have been on the on the negative side of, um, of racial injustice or discrimination or anything like that, uh, it's important that we are patient um, and, and that we give grace to those who are just trying to work through it. This is, it's, it's a heavy issue. It's, it's not something that anyone takes lightly. And I think, you know, everyone has, a, has their own way of, of, of dealing with the issue um, uh, we have this thing on social media that um, that's it's called cancel culture right where we are very quick to um, to dismiss uh, a person that has a an opinion that is different from ours We're very quick to delete or block or you know just cut that person off and it's so um, it, it's so wrong. Yeah, they need a guide. They need someone to help them through this. And we can't be so, so angry or so hurt um, that we are, are, are of no use in these, in these moments and in these opportunities where people are actually seeking to know, like, oh, hey, what do you think about this? My, my reaction can't be what you should know. Or educate yourself. You know, yes, I believe that everyone should read um, read some books and look at some documentaries and talk to people.
0: Um, And EJ, what books would you recommend?
1: um, Educate people. There are um, there are a few uh, really good books. Um, I would say um, uh, "White Rage" um, by Dr. Carol Anderson is a good one. the new Jim Crow, um, um, I'm forgetting, I think it's Michelle yeah. Alexander, i um, forgetting her name. Um, you know, and then there's documentaries. Uh, you know, Netflix has uh, one called The, Th- the 13th uh, by Ava DuVernay. Uh, she also directed uh, a, a great movie about the, the exonerated Central Park Five called When They See Us, and I think, mm-hmm. That's one that um, that if you if you don't understand how we are seen and the, and the presumption of guilt that is often associated with people of color that's a movie that will help um, There's also uh, the hate you give it's a book and a movie um, really really good um, sources of information and just um, experiences that, that often happen in, in the black culture. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, um, one of the things that I'll just say as a white woman navigating this time in a mixed family, um, is to not only use the news as your sole source of information, Mm -hmm. Um, we've kind of made this last week kind of an experiment for us to watch different things, to watch the narrative that they want to prescribe to this country. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's very obvious when you're going through this as a black family or a mixed family, just, I mean, literally before anything happens, he'll say to me, Dave, watch this. This is what's going to happen next or just watch this, this is what's going to happen in the next couple months, because he knows this. This is nothing new for him. For me, a lot of this is new. And so when I think that, you know, moving beyond just words and, and reading, um, something that we participated in this week was a protest. I've never been a part of any protest (laughs) in my life. And what they show on I advocate for a lot of things, but I just haven't been in this position before. So on the news, you see the most terrible things. You see scary things. You see so much fear in people's eyes that when you get invited to a protest, my, my first thoughts in my little you know naive mind is like, am I gonna die today?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is someone gonna come out and shoot at us? Um, am I gonna go home to my kids? And I've never had to think that way, so I decided to go and and not just let that be the picture in my mind, but to go and be part of something. Heck, yeah, I was scared out of my mind. I had no idea what to expect. I also hate fireworks, and they were lighting fireworks the whole time, <laughs> fun ones, but I don't think that's fun, um, so I have a lot of anxiety, you know, walking down the street with my husband but I got to hold his hand and and stand up for something that is not okay and and if I could just encourage people to be brave to know that the tiny little few percent that you see on the TV is not the bigger picture of what is happening I have a few friends on this call that have been marching and protests all week and And they encouraged me to step out of my comfort zone and go be part of something. And I saw how much like beauty it was and seeing all the different colors of people um, come together. And it changed my perspective of what a protest can be that is different than what they show to 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 the masses. So I would just say, you know, if you're skeptical you don't have to do that. But for me, it was something that I needed to be encouraged to do. I did it. And I'm so happy that I did. And now we can be part of other things because my, my, my anxiety levels about it have gone way down because I was actually there. And it's just like reading about someone's story versus talking to my husband. It's the same thing. Like, this is the real deal. Um, you can read articles all day and they can definitely give you good information, but being there with somebody walking through them side by side, learning their story, that's where it moves beyond just sitting at home and, and, you know, so I would just say, start with, um, just little baby steps of getting out of your comfort zone. It is uncomfortable, but nothing's going to change if we stick with the comfortable. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Fernie, how, how I want to get some questions in too. How would you say moving from, without being patronizing, someone brought that up, how do we do these as white people without being patronizing, which I think is a very important question. So Fern, if you could, how do we move from attraction to courtship to covenant to fruitfulness in regard to race in America?
3: Well, the first thing the Lord did with me was to call me out of my prayer closet onto the land and begin to prayer walk and pray over massacre sites. I would have never chosen that, not in a million years. But I was like, Holly, once I did it, I was so, so, so blessed. And I did two major prayer walks, one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast, dealing with massacre sites and injustice to the Native people. And so that was like... God's hand on my back, pushing me out, get onto the land and pray for healing to the land. So that's, it's like a vision for out of Genesis 4.10, what what have you done? Your brother's blood is crying out to you from the land. And we could apply that also to this situation with the murder. Yes, thank you, Fern. Frida, how do we move
0: from attraction, courtship, covenant, fruitfulness together, instead of us just constantly being stuck with, oh, Frida, Frida, we're so sorry we treated you badly. But then nothing changes.
3: Right. Uh, Thank you, Fawn. Um, One thing is you and I, we've been together for a long time. Mm -hmm. So we, color didn't matter with us. Mm -hmm. And you would call, we would pray. And it's just like what Fern said, yeah, was, there was a lot of prayer people that came together and we walked the land, we prayed over the land, we drove over the land and prayed and we we prayed over certain areas and over all our city council meetings and and our mayors and and the police chief and we saw God's hand move. Prayer is powerful if people would really get to it and and, and allow the Holy Spirit to pray through them and travail, and we will see a reconciliation in our land if we would just, you know, allow the Lord to pray through us for His will to be done.
0: Yeah, that's so good. You know, Dr. Brenda Salter McNeil, which I really encourage you to go on Amazon and look her up. Um, she's she has a, a a very beautiful progression on reconciliation and part of it's based on contact theory, which it means if I know EJ's story, if if we're together in a learning environment, hearing from each other, racism decreases once we know each other's stories, once we've been together, once we've celebrated things together. Fern and I have known each other not quite 30 years and um, about 28 years, but I know Fern's stories. I, you know, whatever stereotypes I have of Native American First Nations, Indigenous people, I know firm, and whatever stereotypes we have of one another, when we know when we know each other's stories, when we're really listening, we can. Um, uh, I, I I think never never fully just say okay that's a one act play, got that done. Uh, EJ, I'd love you to address this. Is repentance on injustice a one-act play or is it a lifestyle of handing your heart to God
1: uh, I think it's a lifestyle um, you know every day you know we we all we, we all are repenting um, every day of the things that we do you know daily mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I believe it's something that that needs to happen uh, continually um, you know i I liken it to working out, right when you go to a gym and let's say you do one workout you're you're not gonna see any any change in your in your body after that first workout. you know now you're doing the right things, you're on the right path, but you have to keep going to the gym in order to get the results that you want and I think for us to just simply um, say one time, okay, that's it. Um, I'm good. I I think, I think that's a little naive because, you know, this has been steeped in our, you know, in our culture since the beginning, since the beginning of our, our, you know, America. So we have to, we have to do some real deep, um, digging and some real deep searching. But I truly do believe that it's it's more than once, you know, um, God is going to do something amazing. Um, you know, I forget where exactly it is, but it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. And I believe that, you know, we have to continue to, to, uh, to seek God we have to continue to repent and and continue to love one another and I, and I know that you know God hears that and he'll honor that and he'll do what he says and he'll heal our land.
0: I really want to hear from Earl Carter he's he's putting notes in the chat of how proud he is of his son EJ and rightfully so Earl I'd love to hear from you.
4: Uh, I am incredibly proud of my son we actually had this conversation yesterday. Along with my daughter-in-law, Holly, I put my favorite daughter-in-law as an inside joke because she's my only daughter-in-law. But I'm incredibly incredibly proud of them. When they got married, uh, her family and my family merged. There was no doubt. We were all one family. And uh, Bill, you're still on there? B- Bill is like my older brother.
0: Yep, Bill's on here. Yeah.
4: And, and we have some deep conversations sometimes, just me and Bill, we're just talking about life and the country. And, and even though we don't always agree, that's okay, because I don't always agree with my paternal uh, siblings. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm thankful for Bill and Rhonda and, and, and the rest of the family, all of my family is on the East Coast, so they are my family. Uh, and, and we, we do everything together. Uh, yes, there's, there are probably times when I wish we would talk about these issues more amongst all of us so that they can understand where I come from as a 63-year-old black man who's lived through the civil rights uh, movement in the 60s. Uh, I'm more than willing to share my experience with racism just so that we can have an open dialogue. But I absolutely, Rhonda, Bill, I can't tell you guys how much I love you guys and how much I love being part of your family, being part of our family. Yes. And, uh, and the rest of the family, you know, I'm always I'm available and I'm glad for this because it, it may have opened some dialogue for further conversations yes. with this family.
5: Haley Joy? um can everyone hear me on my my mic okay um so well first off i'm i'm part of the like compton carter weinstein clan there's a lot of us that's how i got here Mm -hmm. um i think a big thing that a lot of white people are experiencing and i was really happy to see that a lot of the folks on this call are white is that there is a sense of i want to do something i don't know what to do and I don't want to mess up and that the fear of messing up or accidentally saying the wrong thing or accidentally even saying something problematic when your intentions were good is what keeps a lot of us from saying anything and I want to encourage everyone on here regardless of race but especially if you are white to take it upon yourself to have humility and have those conversations with other white people who trust you and who you trust, who might not be open to having difficult conversations with other people. Mm. Um, Something that was mentioned earlier that I thought was really powerful is that it is the job of the strong to protect the weak. And I think that that really translates into It is the job of the people in power to protect the people who are not in power. And so if, because of the history of humanity, you have benefited from white privilege, which doesn't mean that you have a heard of life, it just means that you haven't experienced racism in your life, then you have some level of resources and platform to redistribute to protect and care for and lift up uh, the people of color in your life who don't have those same levels of access to resource. And so I would just say it's more important to say something and fumble through it and maybe not say it well. um, And to have those uncomfortable diplomatic conversations with people who will listen to you than it is to be fearful of messing up and saying nothing at all.
0: So good, Haley. So good. And I think all of us on here want to commit to, to, to doing what you just said, as far as not letting fear keep us back from moving forward. Thank you. Lynn, you mentioned uh, yesterday about there's many lanes that all of us have a lane to move forward on justice. Do you do you want what what's God stirred in your heart through this conversation before we we have burned his blessedness.
6: You know, it's just been such an incredible dialogue. Um beautiful. I I wrote that in the comments, just beautiful dialogue and um beauty oftentimes is messy. Uh messy can be quite beautiful and so I I think just that we're having conversations is um, it's just the Lord wanting to move us forward I appreciated Haley what you had to say um, because that's really what I was gonna say um, just about getting out of our fear I know for me when I was first starting to have relationships with Native Americans I was so fearful that I was gonna say the wrong thing and cause further offense and Uh, our beautiful fern just helped walk me through that about the power of just being authentic and that, uh, authenticity, um, that authenticity is discerned. Um, and so I just would say to myself first (laughs) and to all of us and Holly, I appreciated you talking about the fear, um, of getting out into the protest. Uh, just, I'd speak all of us courage to whatever God's calling us to do. And something I read recently on, social media that resonated with me was just that there's all types of different lanes of moving forward in this movement that God's um, really rising up to the surface. I really am praying. My big prayer is, Lord, help us not to just whack away at this uh, ugly thing and just prune it back. Help, Go for the root, Lord. Go for the root in me first, Go for the root so that something uh, really brings about um, incredible change in this time. Let not the messy and the awful things be for naught. Let it not just be a pruning. Let go after the things that really need to be gone after and let the Holy Spirit do what he needs to do in me first um, and then to others. Um, But the whole thing about the lane, I, I so valued it because they just talked about different people For some it's it's showing up at a protest, for some it's having courage uh, to have hard conversations with people that are thinking differently. For some it uh, is doing acts of kindness and just demonstrating relationship. And and they mentioned many other things and I thought, uh, uh, but at the end they said, it's all part of the movement. We're all moving forward in different capacities. And it really amplified the word honor to me about let's honor all the moving forward because i think the minute we try and say it looks just like this one lane then we dishonor the other ways that god is using people to move forward and to move the movement forward um uh, and so those those are the things i've been pondering and praying about but i really have so appreciated um just the, the gut-wrenching stories and um, people sharing from their heart everything that's being said today. And I, I would love to keep the dialogue going um, and also just the learning. How do we stay in that place of listening and learning? And then uh, God inspiring us in whatever individual ways to to keep going forward. So those are just some of my thoughts, but thank you all for for sharing so, so amazing today.
0: Yes, and as Michael said, Lynn, um, we have to be honest before we can truly honor i thought that was such an important point that uh you and holly being willing to be just raw and honest and um and michael we so appreciate you being with us in this important conversation we again encourage you to listen to all three uh parts of this conversation also, the International School of Reconciliation Studies is offering tuition free right now. Their online, self paced, Bible based School of Reconciliation Studies taught by practitioners around the world. If you're interested in that, go to www.reconcile.org and you can find more about it. Also, we have a resource list you can contact us for of books and videos and podcast and songs that might help you on your journey in regard to race in America. Thank you so much. We encourage you to be the change you're longing to see. Thank you.